You're listening to Rise and Shine, broad chats with real women in small business. We explore the wisdom, stumbles, and wins of females who are carving out their own path in the free fall of business ownership. I'm your host, Rachel Green, SEO copywriter and founder of Shine Copy. Let's do it. In this episode, I'm chatting with Nicole Paspaliaris, photographer and brand coach, who is on fire about getting brand fundamentals right from the very start of your business journey. Hi, Nick. Hey, Rachel. So let's start off with your business story, like how you got to be in small business and how things have evolved along the way. Yeah, awesome. All right, so basically I I started my business like a lot of women I seem to speak to. We all come with this very similar background. So I was working for a corporate retail company, um, fell pregnant with my first baby, went on maternity leave to obviously have him um, and took, you know, however long, I think it was like eight months of maternity leave. And then when I approached my employer about going back to work, um, they basically said to me, you have to come back full time. Um, even though when I took maternity leave, of course, they did the whole, oh, you can take take as long as you need. You know, when you're ready to come back, we can do job share. You can come back part time, blah, blah, blah. All the things they say so that you leave on maternity leave feeling like, you know, you've got a job to come back to on your terms, but it never is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a tricky one, right? Because I actually did not like my job. <laughs> was one of those things like I I was really good at it and I'd done it for a really long time but I did not fire me up and especially after having a baby the thought of leaving him five days a week to go to a job I really didn't love um traveling two hours through the day like it was just not what I wanted to do and funnily enough I actually fought with them for nearly six months to try and make it work for both of us because at the time I was like well, what else am I going to do like if I don't go back to work we need money the thought hadn't even crossed my mind to look at another option. And I almost took them to the ACCC over it. And then my husband was like, Nicole, what are you doing? Like, it's going to cost us a fortune. You don't even like your job. Why are you fighting so hard? I'm like, yeah, you're actually right. Why am I fighting so hard? So I took a step back, took a breath. And he actually said to me at the time, he's like, you know, you love photography. Why don't you, you've always wanted to do it. Why don't you look into doing it now? Like we've got the time. Um, so I did, I found like a random part-time job local to home, um, did that like three days a week and then ended up going back and studying part-time at night ah, to study so photography. What, you, weren't, you weren't working in photography before then when you were No, no, no you I was then? actually, I was a retail planner. Ah. So it was all numbers, numbers and Excel spreadsheets and nothing creative about the job at all. Wow. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah. I know, and right? <laughs> So then you studied photography and then did did you start your own business after that? I did, yeah. It kind of just evolved organically from, you know, like because people knew I went back to study photography, um, you know, I'd have friends messaging me saying, oh, can you come and shoot our family session for us? A lot of my girlfriends, we all had babies at the same time, so then people were wanting, you know, newborn shoots. There were baptisms happening. So I kind of just started doing shoots for friends and family and then that sort of started extending to word of mouth because people knew I was doing it um and it kind of just evolved naturally from there and then I ended up meeting a group of women who oh, sorry let me backtrack again I had a girlfriend from school I went to high school with her she had her own small business 
and she was doing like a mini event and she needed someone to come along and shoot some content for her and also do a video. And she put it out to me. She's like, look, would this be something you want to do? And I said to her, like, yes, obviously. I hadn't done video before though. So I said, look, I'll come and do it for free because I'm not overly confident shooting video yet. But if you're happy for me to come and have a play, I'll come along and let's just see what we create. And little did I know she had about 10 to 15 influencers there that day at this event. They were all Melbourne-based influencers, so like mummy bloggers, fashion, um, beauty, that kind of industry. And so I came along to this event, met all these incredible women, got to talk to all of them and ended up not only like networking and making connections with these women but ended up gaining a couple of clients out of it as well. So two of the girls especially I still work with to this day. This is nearly like four years ago now. Um, and, yeah, I just started shooting content for them. And then one of the girls, she also runs a networking event. So I was shooting that event for her, networking with the women that were there, and it kind of just evolved from that day, taking a chance and saying yes to myself, even though I was scared to do it. Um, yeah, and it was incredible. And that's kind of just evolved naturally and led me to do content branding, working with small businesses. And it's, I love it. It's the best thing ever. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Thank You're you. really brave. Yeah. <laughs> like to leave a corporate safety net with a baby, maybe thinking about having more children later, studying again. Like that's a massive thing to do. That is mm. so brave. And then Thank like you learn, <laughs> you learn yeah. on your feet and you got you're in the right place at the right time that's yeah. the coolest I think like in my experience for me my business evolved a little bit like that as well like mm. some some of the opportunities I started with were because I went to people and asked them I want to write for you because I like your brand and we good fit can I do it and then a lot of other work was just yeah right place right time and people talking about you and I think that's when you kind of feel like yes I'm in the right place I have no idea where this is going but what I'm doing right now is right. And it sounds like that was the case for you too. Yeah, completely. Yeah, you're <sighs> so true. And I think that's the thing. Like as you get to meet people and it's like we were saying just before we started recording, you meet so many amazing people online, right? Social media is an incredible platform, right? And you connect with these people and you might start chatting like in comments of each other's posts and then it moves into DMs. And you almost, you get to know these people and you've never met in real life, but there is this insane connection and you know that your values are aligned. Even though you may not do the same thing, you know that your businesses, you know, may work really beautifully together, either in the immediate or in the future. And you just don't know where those paths can lead. It's just the coolest thing. We're so yes. lucky. Yes, that's so true. Yes, because like the connection between you and I is led us here to a podcast and who knows <laughs> what opportunities that can open for both of us and yeah. um, especially you because you are shifting now from photographer into brand coaching and like a, like a group membership um, yeah so yeah who knows what opportunities will come for you from this and exposure to a wider audience and so on anyway I am as I said before I'm so in awe of yeah the way you've evolved and I guess the courage and the commitment it's it must have taken you to set up this shift because you're about to launch the coaching, aren't you? I am. Yes. And thank you because I am in that really interesting phase where I'm, can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can say what you like. I'm literally shitting bricks right now. 
in a good way. No, it's a, it's actually a good thing because I think this is the thing in business, right? No matter what we do, when you hit that point where you know you need to grow and it's the fear of what's ahead and like the fear of I actually need to do this, once you get past that fear, that's where the amazingness comes from. And my my mentor, my coaching mentor, says that to me all the time and I know she's 100% right. So I need to push through the scare and the fear factor because, yes, you just don't know what's on the other side of it. It's like the other side of the rainbow. But um, it's it's interesting. Like we've just gone through two years of lockdowns and pandemic life and all the rest of it, and I'm based in Melbourne, so we were in lockdown for a stupid number of days over the two-year period, right? And, like, as a photographer, a lot of my work is in person. So it's not like I could shift and shoot from home because I couldn't have really obviously have people in my house. Plus I was homeschooling my son and then I had my daughter who couldn't go to daycare. And I literally spent the two years really annoyed at myself because I couldn't shift gears as such, mainly because I actually didn't know how to where to shift to um, at the time. It didn't. It wasn't in my mind to coach or to mentor other business owners. Even though I had kind of started doing it beforehand, for some reason it just didn't click. And I think also I didn't have brain capacity really at the time to deal with it, yeah. So it was the universe's way of just forcing me to rest and reset. So it sort of came to fruition a little bit more at the end of last year once we were open again and I was shooting again and I had a lot more business owners coming to me needing content but then also I'd find when we do our discovery calls and their planning session for their shoot they'd be asking me all these questions about their brand and you know like I'm happily as you guys know like I'm very open with advice and will help anyone if I can so I was helping these amazing women giving them advice and like showing them what to do and things like that and I sort of sat back and thought hang on a second this seems to be happening more and more. There's, there seems to be a gap, right? And I found the same as well, to be honest, when I started. I literally quit my part-time job and started full-time, not really full-time, but doing my business was the only thing I was doing to make money. And I had no idea what I was doing. And it was really difficult to find people out there who were willing to share knowledge to help you at the very beginning of your business. And so... I kind of thought, well, you know what? I know there's a gap there because there was a gap when I started. So I'm going to fill it. And so that's where this coaching and mentoring has kind of evolved from because I know that a lot of people, if you haven't studied marketing, you haven't studied business, you have a passion, but you really don't know how to get it off the ground or where to even turn to to start things. I'm like, that's where I need to live. And they're the people I want to serve and help so that they can build these amazing brands and amazing businesses and products and sell whatever it is that they want to sell and have a really beautiful, you know, knowledge base behind them so they feel like they know what they're doing. They're not just flying blind (laughs) into the ether of the business world. You know, I studied marketing and management and business and I'm not even sure how much of that stuff came into play when I set up my business or when I operated. So, interesting. yeah, because I think obviously things have evolved since I was at uni, but yeah, there's just a lot to get your head around, a lot to understand. And yeah, so there is totally a place for what you've got to offer. Mm. And also I think that relatability that you've been where people you're helping now, you've been where they were, that's going to give you just so much insight into how to tailor the program and 
the little bits and pieces that you can give them. It's like, you know, when you start and you like, I wish like looking back, I wish there was some kind of guidebook I could have trusted or some kind of manual or something to tell me this is what you need to set up. Even like Google business listing or when you do your branding, don't just get a logo, go for the whole thing. It's better to wait and see what you can get the whole thing because it'll yep. make you stronger overall 100%. and help you attract more of your ideal audience, yada, yada. Yep. So yes, there is so much need, I think, for what you're doing. Amazing. Oh, good. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm glad it's so not what, just me that thinks that that's how it, you know, hopefully it's going to help a lot of people. That's the whole reason why I'm doing it. Yes. And so when you talked about like the fear that you felt, I don't know, tell me more about that. Like, what are you afraid of? That it won't work? Oh, so many things, Rach. Um, <laughs> let's call it imposter syndrome. Yes. My, my, to be honest, like keeping it like really raw out on the table. My biggest fear is that I think it's going to help people, but maybe it won't. Or maybe like what I anticipate people need is not actually what my ideal clients, if you want to call them, um, actually are wanting. And so I'm putting out this product or this offer and then people are like, eh, that's not really what I need. Um, I suppose that's my biggest fear. Or but, even it's this, I mean, I suppose the other thing too, right? It's like with you, you're a copywriter, I'm a photographer, and now moving into this coaching business. There are so many other people out there that do what we do. Why would they pick me? And they could pick someone else, right? Because of the way that you do it and the way you present it and the messaging that you exactly, put out there. Yeah. And the brand, basically. It's the brand. And it's, this is exactly the thing. And this is the irony because this is what I teach my clients. Like people will pick you because it's you, right? Exactly. Yes. And it's exactly. I need to listen to my own advice. I know that. But it's human, I think. You have this feeling like, oh, other people can do it better or why would they choose? Yeah. It's normal to think that. Um, I think it just means that you're fired up. Exactly. And That's like exactly the more right. fire, the more doubt, I guess, essentially, yeah. because you're just so into it and you want it to be a success and you want to help people. Yeah. It's that's the thing. It's exactly right. And I think I'm trying to learn to turn the fear into my superpower. So instead of letting the fear take over and the imposter sitting on my shoulder saying, you can't do it, I'm flipping it around and it's like, well, no, no, I can do it and I will do it. And I know I'm going to help a lot of people. And it's going to be an amazing ride while I do it. So why the heck wouldn't I go for it? Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm going to take that little grab from this recording and send it back to you so that when yes. you have those doubtful moments, you can just <laughs> play on, put on repeat. <laughs> um, so I guess given that you're into branding and teaching people about a strong brand, can you give us some tips for building a strong brand from the get-go, particularly for newbies? Yeah. Because it is not all about TikTok and Instagram. Oh, like, my gosh. It's so element. not. <laughs> it's so true. Um, so this is the thing, right? I think so many of us these days, because social media is such a massive platform and a lot of people I'm finding are relying on it as their only way of reaching their audience, which it's not a bad thing, but it shouldn't be the only strategy that we use. Um, when you sit down and you sort of think to yourself, okay, I want to build a brand, I want to build a business, where do I start? The one thing that we really need to remember is your why. So it's why are you doing it, right? Who do you want to help? Who do you want to be serving? And how are you going to actually help them? Because if you can't answer those questions, there is no point joining TikTok 
starting an Insta page, starting a Facebook group and just posting rubbish for want of a better word, because it's not going to reach the people that you want to be reaching. The message that you want to be sending is not going to land because there's no strategy and there's no meaning behind it. So I think when we think about building a really solid, personable brand, we really need to understand why we're doing it, who we're speaking to, and what are we going to do to help those people? Because once we understand those really core values, that's where the magic happens. And that's where content will flow and it'll flow really freely because you are answering it to yourself and then getting that content out there and it's going to hit the right people when they need to hear it. Yes. Yeah. Definitely need those, I guess, foundations before you start any kind of branding or aesthetic or stuff, don't you? Yeah. And that's the, like you spoke to before, right? Like even I think this is the thing a lot of times when we think I'm going to start a business, the first thing people do is I need a logo. Meh, yeah, it's like it's a good thing to have. Don't get me wrong, but we need more than a logo. Like you need brand colors, you need fonts. But beyond that, when you really strip it back even past that and you're looking at, well, what colors am I going to pick? The way you answer that question is by understanding who your audience are what their needs are, what you're speaking to, because once you understand those parts, that's going to really help you determine which colours you're going to choose, what font is going to resonate with that audience. If you're, you know, say you love really bright, bold colours, right, and they resonate with you, but if your messaging to the audience you want to target is not necessarily bold, bright, loud, you and you you know say you go and get a logo created and it's bright pink and yellow and purple and blue but your audience doesn't necessarily relate to that it's never going to land with them so they're never going to come to you or even look at you or even look at you exactly right and you'll end up attracting the wrong customer the wrong client it's not going to feel cohesive you're not going to enjoy what you're doing you may end up even attracting clients that you don't want to work with which is not what we want so you really It's really important when you build a brand and understand that, yes, you are your brand, right? You're the face of your brand. So you need to make sure that your values and who you are are really cohesive and congruent with who your audience also are going to be. Yes. Do you think that's true for service industries, I think, that you are your brand? Do you think so much of a product brand as well? I do. do? I actually do. Um, And it's a funny one because a lot of when I get clients that come to me for product photography, (laughs) which I love doing, it's really interesting because I'll sort of say to them when we're doing, again, our discovery and our planning calls, you know, where are you and your brand? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're the creator. You're the maker of this gorgeous product. You're part of the story that you're selling, again, to your ideal customer, your ideal clients, all the rest of it. People want to know who you are and the story behind the product that you've created. So, yes, you are still part of your brand. And while you may not feel comfortable getting your face on social media or on your website, you really do need to do it because people are not going to buy a product or buy into your brand if they do not understand where the brand came from, what the brand's story is, and what lifestyle, if you like, that that particular product is selling. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's the same thing as a service-based industry person, right? There's a million products out there, more so than probably a service-based person. What makes your brand stand apart from the rest of them that make the same product as you, right? You need to really think about 
what you're selling, what's the lifestyle, the story, the vibe, the emotion that you want your client, your customer to feel when they buy your product. And that all comes from you. Yes. I think we are intrinsically curious as humans. And we want to know who's behind that and why. And yeah, as you said, how do they use it? And we want to know those kind of intricate, um, maybe weird things about that person and, and their story without yeah. getting too intimate or uncomfortable you know people want to know that stuff so yeah they do you're just yeah just kind of shooting yourself in the foot I think if you don't show some kind of version of of yourself and of that behind the scenes stuff yeah right? absolutely absolutely yeah do you think that um I guess when people are starting a business especially and probably when they're evolving that there are particular like skill sets or I don't know people you should gather around yourself to make you strong and successful Oh, yes. That is such a great question. Oh, my goodness. That's such a great question. Um, Because I, I think, like, the thinking behind that question is because when you're starting or in those early days, you're probably alone. You're feeling alone until you reach mm-hmm. out for a, a coaching or a mentor or something. Um, Yeah, so I think it's helpful for people to understand the kinds of support they should be getting to back themselves. So, yeah. Absolutely. You. Yeah, absolutely. I think... There's two ways to look at this. There's like the people you need that can actually help you set up your business from like a legal banking side of things. So kind of me, if you're looking at it in that sense, I would be recommending you get yourself a kick-ass accountant. Definitely depending on what your business is, you may even need to find a lawyer, especially if you're going to be doing things around copyright um, making sure that at the very least when you register your business name, make sure that the name's available. So you don't need a lawyer to do that, obviously, but, you know, checking all of that kind of stuff. Um, but then also looking at a network of amazing people who are going to be there to support you, who are going to give you advice when you need it. And I honestly think networking and finding your tribe or your people is the best way to do that. So, whether it be through a local networking group. Um, I know there's like, B, is it BNI? Like business yes. networking that can be in your local area. They can be amazing groups to find like-minded people. On Facebook, there are so many, so many networking groups that you can join to find people. But even physically getting yourself out there and, you know, using social media to your advantage. Like I know when I sort of first started, I um, I had been following the one and only Suze Chadwick for a very long time, right? And when I made the choice to branch out and actually do this crazy thing for myself, one of the first things I did was actually sign up for one of her courses because I had been following her for a really long time. I knew that she knew her stuff and she really, I I just resonated with what she did and everything she used to say or still does say to this day. So I signed myself up for her course, did the course, and then she ran some amazing in-person networking events. So I got my introverted butt out of my house and forced myself to go and meet people that I otherwise would never have met before. And I've made some really amazing friends and connections through doing that. So I think get yourself out of your comfort zone, force yourself to get out there and network with people because that's where you're going to find your small biz cheerleader that has your back that you can go to for advice because they're probably going through the same thing you are or have been if you're not doing it at the same time together. And you can bounce ideas around with each other. 
you know, test things out. Like if you're wanting to try something new, ask them and say, what do you think? Is this a good idea? Do you reckon it's going to fly? Yes, no. They're really invaluable people to have Mm. in your corner. I agree. Mm. And I think a similar, I guess, a thought I had when you were talking earlier about the kind of doubt you've had about your coaching, you can try something and then if it fails, then just tweak it. Like, yeah, exactly. You're going to get some feedback, I guess, if people aren't resonating with what you're offering with your coaching, you can ask them, okay, well, what is it you want? And then tweak it. So just because it's a flop or doesn't work as well as you'd like, doesn't mean that you give up or you quit. You just, if you've got the resources and the patience, you try again with a different tack. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things about business in general. Everything that we do, everything we create, we put it out there in the hopes that it's going to resonate with someone and that they're going to want to, you know, buy it, use it, work with you in whatever capacity. Always get feedback. This is the thing I say to my clients too, right? Testimonials are everything in business. So always like reach out to people you've worked with before, people who've bought from you before, and ask their feedback because that's the only way that you're ever going to be able to make improvements, tweak things where they need to be tweaked to make them even bigger and better, and then you'll just fly. That's totally true. Mm-hmm. And I think people should build that into their process, like particularly for service industries. Um, Agreed. It's, it's probably it's- a more manual process to build it into your your offboarding, I guess, as some people say. It's such a wanky term for me. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I guess even if people listening are not sure how to ask for feedback, whether you're in a product or service brand, just message me or, or email me. I'm happy to give you what I send to my clients when I ask for feedback because we all like to have an opinion and everyone is actually happy to share. You just have to ask in the right way and at the right time. So seriously, Absolutely. ask me if you need help with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I will be as well because I'm terrible at asking for feedback. Oh, really? Yeah, and, it's funny, isn't it? It is because, yeah, you kind of, you know, you want to hear that good stuff and maybe the bad stuff, but yeah. you kind of like also cringe a little bit like, oh, what are they going to say? Yeah. You open up, you're <laughs> opening up the floor to someone to say what they want about you and that can be uncomfortable. Yeah, we I think we have to get used to being uncomfortable Yes, to grow, that's, most definitely. It's not an easy thing day. to do. It is not, no. Um, you once put out an excellent quote and I really love it. So I wanted to ask you about it here so that you could reach more people with these great words. Um, sure. You said, trust that your hard work is unlocking doors you can't see yet. Yes. Has that happened to you? Yes, it has. <laughs> Tell me, because yeah. it does often feel in business like you're just slogging away, nothing's happening, nothing's changing, you're getting nowhere. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think, oh, I mean, one of the biggest places I did see it, in all honesty, was leading into realizing that I can offer and will be offering mentoring and coaching to small businesses because it was one of those things I was kind of already doing without realizing I was doing it and it was helping people and I'd get feedback from them further down the track that oh that was amazing thank you so much for helping me with that or that advice you gave me it was you know it helped me shift in my business and now things are really taking off and it was one of those things where I think when you don't mean to do something but it just flows naturally and you do it for a period of time and then all of a sudden like the light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, my goodness, that's that could actually work in a different capacity in my own business. So, yes, I definitely saw it happen in that sense. And then 
also working with, I have my own coach that I've been working with for about six months now. And it's a combination of mindset coaching and obviously learning how to then coach other people as well. And even just working with her and being coached myself and now learning to self-coach as well. It's incredible the things that we work on slowly for ourselves or for others around us. And then all of a sudden that penny drops and things just make sense, you know. And that's where that quote really did come from, to be honest. So, yeah, I hope it helps other people out there because never, I think one of those things in business, I think we feel like we're constantly slogging away, creating content, getting it out there in the hopes that the right person's going to see it at the right time. And it may feel like it takes forever for that to happen, but when it actually does and that door does open, you know that you were doing it for the right reason, for the right audience. And it just, it will, it will literally, I know it sounds ridiculous, right? It's one of those things the universe will always give you the answer when you need it. And it's, you've got to trust that it will happen at the right time. Yes. So much of this is about faith and trust, isn't it? It is. (laughs) It is blind faith. (laughs) That's right. And Nick, how do you handle the, like the balance of working on and in your business? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm still trying to work out the balance, if I'm honest. It's um, it's not an easy thing because you're going to have times where you're really like amping up and you're on all the time and then life is on all the time. And I think especially for mums in business especially, like I've got two very young kids, they're both now at school, but very early school. You've got, you know, after-school activities, lunches, just the craziness of having two children and running a house and making sure it's clean and then running a business and making sure everything's working and staying on top of your clients and all. Like It's a massive amount of work and a massive undertaking. So I think trying to find balance or harmony as I am now trying to think of it as harmony because balance is a tricky thing because you can hold balance for a certain period of time but it's never going to stay balanced forever it's always going to swing one way or the other so if you can find harmony in how it swings and that will look different for everybody and that's okay some people run on adrenaline right and they they function really well when things are crazy right whereas other people that will literally drive them insane and they just can't function that way so I think finding a way to find harmony in your life and splitting your time in a way where you're looking after yourself, number one. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? So always look after yourself. Look after your family and look after your business's family. If you can manage to find harmony across those three channels, then you're doing well. You are wise talking about harmony instead of balance. <laughs> <laughs> it really works. I've not thought of it like that. Mm. But I'm going to play with that thought because I yeah. think it's it's less guilt-inducing when you frame it like that. Oh, absolutely. I think that the concept of trying to find balance, it's so unattainable that we all just drive ourselves insane because yes. it's, it's it's not anything that you can ever achieve. Whereas if you try to at least make or create harmony, right, it's a more achievable goal and then you don't feel the stress and the guilt because it's a real thing. It really, really is. That's right. And I think harmony might be closer to the idea of flow, which is what I've kind of, 
you know, there are seasons in business and work yeah. flows in and out and sometimes it's more full on and crazy than others. So I think those ideas fit together more than just balance, which is potentially more static concept. Yeah. This is me thinking out loud, people. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that, Rach. That makes a lot of sense. Really, really good. And so what about like boundaries and saying no to hustling? How does that fit in there? <laughs> boundaries are so unbelievably important. And they're also one of the hardest things to create. And if I'm honest, I have only learned to create boundaries since COVID started. So before COVID, I would literally stay up every night until probably one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, editing, emails, the hustle, right? It's one of those tricky things when we start business. You almost feel like you have to hustle and you've got to always be on and always working and always doing something. And that that will lead to success. It's so not true. It just leads to burnout, right? And I literally was at burnout stage. Like, thank goodness in a way, people. Uh, Melbourne's going to kill me for saying this, but I was actually really thankful for lockdowns when they happened because it forced me to stop that really unhealthy routine of staying up and working every night like a mouse in one of those wheels, right, and you never get anywhere, And once I was forced to stop that and actually rest my body and go to sleep at a normal time, when we finally came out of lockdown and I was working again, I did not want to be doing it. I'm like, I'm not staying up till one o'clock editing. This is ridiculous. You know, the exhaustion's just not worth it. So I decided to set boundaries. I would say no to things when they didn't light me up. I also made the decision to hire an external editor which was the best thing I have ever done in my business. So I now, they do my editing for me, so I don't have to stay up till all hours of the night editing jobs. So I think if you can find ways to set boundaries in whatever capacity that works for you, it's not only going to help you function at a better level, but it's actually going to be much better for your mental health and for your actual physical health as well because you're not stressed all the time. You're not living in that fast-paced hustle culture, which really does not get you anywhere. No, it doesn't. It just sets you back. There's nothing cool about it. No, there's not. No. It's not going to make you millions of dollars. It's not going to bring in more clients. It's just going to make you more tired and grumpy. That's how (laughs) I look at it. (laughs) I'm with you. Um, Okay, last question. If you could go back to the Nick that's just starting out in business, what advice would you give her? Oh, that is such a good question. Um. Don't be afraid to say yes to things that scare you. Yeah, I think that definitely, it's that, yeah, put yourself out there a lot more, get out of your comfort zone and say yes to things that scare you. Excellent advice. You are Mm. wise, like I said before. (laughs) Anybody who wants a mentor, (laughs) I think Nick is a a great choice because it's a bad down to earth she is. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like I shouldn't be necessarily spooking your stuff I'll let you do it so tell me when does your coaching open oh so I am in my beta test phase at the moment with my first round of amazing women um and I am hoping to launch my first round of coaching in November of this year so if it sounds like something that is what you've been looking for if you're feeling like you need support or help follow me on socials Jump on my website. I'm going to have registrations open in October. And, yes, 
I'm always a DM away. So if anyone ever has questions or wants to chat, I'm always around. Excellent. And what's the name of the coaching program, Nick? So it's called The Brand Container with Nicole Pass. Excellent. And what's your website? I'll put it in the show notes. So my website is www.nicolepass.com. And you can find me on Instagram at nicole.pass underscore. Excellent. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing your brain, your experience and all the stuff with us, Nick. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's been amazing. Thanks, Rach. Legend. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Head to your podcast player, leave a review and subscribe so we can spread the love to more brave, business-minded women like you. You can find me online at shinecopy.com.au.